When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball is in my hand. I'm talented enough to take it to the house at any single time. No one's going to catch Barkley. Barkley jukes a man at the 40. Jumps over a tackle at the 30. To the 25. Hey, hey, I wouldn't want his ass. Drop, buddy. The guy that's going to go down easy, but can run through you. Saquon Barkley. I believe that when I touch the field that I'm one of the best players on the field. He raises his hand and celebrates. Touchdown, Giants. Hey, I said that too. Live, everybody. Glad to have you with us. We have Ryan Clark, Keyshawn Johnson, Adam Schefter here with you for the hour. Lots to get to. We're going right to Adam, though, with the latest on Saquon Barkley. What can you tell us, Adam? Well, Laura, the Giants offseason program starts Monday, and Saquon Barkley, their franchise player, does not plan to be in attendance. And he can't be in attendance unless he signs that franchise tender, of which he has no plans to do at this current point in time. The Giants and Barkley have until July 15th to try to work out a long-term deal. That's the last day that Barkley can sign a long-term deal this upcoming season. And the two sides right now are not close to a contract. The Giants had two priorities heading into the offseason. One was keeping their quarterback, Daniel Jones, which they've done. And the other is trying to keep their running back, Saquon Barkley, which they technically have done with the franchise placeholder tag. But it doesn't mean that all is right there. It's not. He's not willing to sign it. And he's not going to be a part of their offseason program as things currently stand, Laura. Yeah, and certainly a veteran player like this, you don't have some of the concerns that you normally would. But, R.C., how concerning is this for the Giants about the developing situation with their star running back? Well, first off, Laura, nobody wants to go to OTAs. They don't want to go to phase one, phase two, phase three. Hell, if you had 17 phases, no player would actually want to be there in the offseason. And so Saquon Barkley not signing this tender in order to be there is no surprise. But I do think it shows the fact that he is disgruntled, that he did think that he deserved to get that long-term contract that Daniel Jones got. But when you look at the team, New York, had a decision to make which guy is going to be signed up for the long term and the other dude you're going to be franchise tagged and that was Saquon Barkley the New York Giants had a certain number that wasn't Saquon's number so here we stand the thing you want to get done if you're Brian Dayball is when the season starts you want him in the building that's when it matters right now anything else is just fun conversation for the NFL live crew <laughs> Yeah, the season the season doesn't start till <laughs> September. He's not he's not missing anything. I mean, when you think about it, and Ryan is right for the most part. And the reason why I say for the most part, depending on the city you're in in the off season. So if you're in Miami, <laughs> yeah, that might be a little different, right? I mean, true it just statement. it just depends on where you're at. And there's a merry-go-round that goes around, and there's a couple checkbooks on that merry-go-round, and whichever one is stopped, somebody grabs it. Yeah, it keeps going, and that player gets on the merry-go-round, and he takes that ride, and that's what Saquon Barkley is doing right now. Okay, Daniel Jones is stopped. He grabbed it, 
He got his money. There was two deals on the table. And Adam knows this. They started talking to Saquon Barkley in the middle to the end of last year. They couldn't get a deal done. They started the conversations with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, as the quarterback, said, okay, I'll take the deal. Saquon Barkley said, no, I'm not taking a deal. And he's not going to sign a franchise tag, and neither should, nor should he sign it because there's more money to be, getting, be gotten for him. All he has to do is be patient, wait it out. They'll come to terms because that offense goes through him. The mm. offense does not go through Daniel Jones, simple and plain. And I think they're smart enough to know this. If it was last year, Laura, then I would be worried about him being there in the offseason because it would be a new system installed, and you certainly don't want him behind. You know, he also has the advantage of coming off what was a great season for him where he proved a lot of people wrong. People said, oh, man, you know, maybe he's not what we thought he was. Mm. Well, he showed what we thought he might be last year. Let's get back to Adam as we're just over two weeks away to the NFL draft. A lot of buzz and uncertainty right now at the top, Adam. What's the latest? Well, Laura, we saw that Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, visited this week with the Carolina Panthers who hold the number one overall pick. And they'll visit with C.J. Stratt as well. But Bryce Young continues to be the favorite to become the number one overall pick. The Panthers still are going through all their diligence and visiting with all the prospects they have to and doing all the work they need. But again, I think when you talk to people around the league, they continue to think that Bryce Young is going to turn out to be the number one pick on draft night 15 days from now. As for the Houston Texans, that becomes an interesting decision because Bryce Young, I think, might have been the player that the Texans would have liked. And if he's not there, then the question becomes, do they go to C.J. Stroud or do they go elsewhere? And my understanding is that there are all options on the table. They're not sold on taking a quarterback at number two, and we'll see what they ultimately decide to do there. And so there are some major questions about the Texans' slot at number two. Again, I don't think that they are set on taking a quarterback there. I love it, Adam. You've continued to keep that spicy all week long, and I, I have a feeling that's going to continue to be a fodder for our conversation <laughs> up until the draft. It's fascinating because we thought number three was the big spot, but number two might very well be the spot somebody has to right. try to get up to. Key, you think the Texans should take a quarterback where they are at two, especially in this class? No, I, I don't, Laura. I don't think that this class is one of those classes that, that's great. It's, it's got some guys that may have some potential if you put them in a spot, but the Texans aren't ready to do that yet. I think when you look at the quarterback situation and David Mills, he's already there. But you also got to follow the head coach of D'Amico Ryans. Where, where did he come from? How did he get this job? He played on defense. He was a defensive coordinator. And when you look at defense coordinators in the history of the National Football League, when they get the jobs, the first time they get jobs, they don't go out and draft no offensive players. They go out and get guys like Warren Sapp and Derrick Brooks and John Lynch's, and they go out and get Darrell Revis's of the world. They like defensive players because they feel we can run the football. We can have a mediocre quarterback. He just came from San Francisco. He was playing with Jimmy G, okay? And Brock Purdy. He knows what it takes to be successful, and he doesn't have to have a star quarterback as a defensive coordinator. He wants to build foundationally, and it starts on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I was thinking that when Key was talking about where D'Amico Ryans is coming from, D'Amico Ryans has come from the place that has become the poster child for your quarterback ain't got to be that good. Because <laughs> we've watched the San Francisco 49ers mm. be successful without having that dude at the quarterback position. But it all goes down to how you evaluate these four young quarterbacks. If you think that Bryce Young is the only guy that's the future star, is the only guy that's the, the surefire franchise 
franchise quarterback, then I don't believe you reach at two. You either trade out of the spot and get more picks so you can continue to build this team or you go with one of the defensive guys. I think the thing that you don't want to run the risk of is a C.J. Stroud becoming a star and Anthony Richardson becoming a star and you being in a place the next year where you don't get to pick the cream of the crop or you aren't necessarily in the Caleb Williams from USC sweepstakes and you find yourself in a position of getting of going mediocre to average quarterback when maybe you could have gotten your guy. And RC, you touched on something very interesting. Another interesting topic that comes along with the Texans perhaps not being sold on a quarterback at number two. So if they're not sold on a quarterback at number two, and all of a sudden you become open to trading that pick, well, who are some of the logical trade partners? Let's have some fun with this. Indianapolis at four in your division. Tennessee at number 11 in your division. So not only are you making (laughs) the move to bypass a quarterback, Mm. but then the teams that might be as interested as others Mm. in coming up are in your division. And so you might say, we're not content with a quarterback, but not only are we not content, we're so not concerned, we'll trade the pick in the division if the price is right and face that guy. So there's another little wrinkle to this whole thing that makes it nice and spicy. (laughs) We love it. Adam, just really quick, I I, want to paint the picture for people. This could be something that happens right in the moment, right after the number one overall pick is made on draft night, right? Because let's say that they are between a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young. If Bryce Young's taken, they might want to wait and see. Like, this is not a trade, I guess, what I'm trying to get at, that would happen prior to the draft. It could happen in that very moment based on who's taken number one overall, correct? Well, Laura, listen, Bryce Young is going to visit the Houston Texans. I think it's a waste of time. I think the ship has sailed. I think Bryce Young is going to be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to have a chance to take the guy that I think they would have liked to have taken. So now they're sitting there at number two, and what do you do? And again, my understanding is that they're looking at a lot of different options that it might not necessarily be a quarterback. And so if it's not the quarterback, are you trading? We all talked about, as you mentioned, Arizona being a hot spot at three. But if Bryce Young winds up going number one, which is what I think a lot of people around the league believe will ultimately happen, then what does Houston do? And maybe that becomes a spot that people want to trade up to. But two of the teams that want to trade up, I think, were maybe (laughs) Indy and Tennessee. And they're in the same division. Are they willing to do that? Or do they find another trade partner? I think it just gets real interesting, not only number three, where Arizona has heard from six different teams, but also number two, which isn't sold, I don't believe, on picking a quarterback at that spot. Yeah, and if they want a great defender, Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter, they very well could be right there for them if they traded back just a little bit. We're just getting started on NFL Live. You don't want to go anywhere. All eyes on the Colts. What they're going to do right now at quarterback, okay, is Adams talking about. We'll hear what head coach Shane Steichen had to say when asked if Lamar Jackson could be an option. Maybe it's not just the draft for them. Plus, Russell Wilson looks to bounce back after a disappointing season. Can Sean Payton fix the mess we saw in Denver? Hear why he thinks the pressure is all on the quarterback himself. That's next. NFL Live is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The NFL Draft, just a couple weeks away, a little over that, April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Every pick, once again, on ESPN, NFL Network, and ABC's coverage, of course, focuses on the prospects' journey to the draft. NFL Live will be in Kansas City with two-hour specials starting April 27th and 28th, so don't miss us there either. All three days live on ESPN Deportes, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. We can't wait for the draft. All right, let's stay right there. A bunch of teams around the league having private workouts with top prospects and meetings over the next week to really get to know them. So, Adam, who do you have your eye on there? Well, Laura, we mentioned the Carolina Panthers, who hold the number one pick, doing their due diligence. That diligence will include a visit next week on Tuesday with the Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who will come in on a visit and will try to impress the Panthers officials. And I think try to change their mind about the number one overall pick. Clearly, no people know how highly respected Stroud is. We'll see if the Panthers change their minds upon his visit to Carolina on Tuesday. Meanwhile, Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle, visiting today with the Las Vegas Raiders. Has said he will only visit teams in the top ten. Well, the Raiders are in the top ten, as were the Seahawks, who he visited yesterday, as were the Bears and Eagles, who he also visited recently. Those are his four visits leading up to the draft. We'll see if there are any more for Jalen Carter and visits. Will Levis visiting today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, we know they're a little bit in the quarterback market. Baker Mayfield signed as a free agent, but they are picking, I think, at number 19. And if a quarterback like Will Levis is sitting there, that would be an interesting decision for Tampa. But Will Levis, Levis visiting today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, let's live there for a little bit in the quarterback situation for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ryan, obviously in the post-Tom Brady era, what would you use to describe how this quarterback room actually looks for the Buccaneers and where they should go trying to replace the production that they had from Brady? <laughs> well, this quarterback room looks like a quarterback room that you weren't prepared to play while Tom Brady was there. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it should have been. When you go get Tom Brady, you're going to find a way to win the Super Bowl. So if that's getting Rob Gronkowski, if that's bringing in Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, that's what you're going to do because you're playing for the right now. Well, here is your consequence. Here is the repercussions of going out to do that. You have Kyle 
trash. You've gone out and gotten Baker Mayfield. And you go get Baker Mayfield to say, can we be 9-7? and seven? Can we go out and be competitive? And if we can, now we can build around that, not expecting Baker Mayfield to be the quarterback of the future. And he's cheap. And so when you think of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you can't sit at home if you're Todd Bowles in a world where you're living to win a championship this year. Now you're working on building a team that can win a championship in the future while trying to be as competitive as possible. Mm. That's what the Baker Mayfield move is about. That's why you draft Kyle Trask in the second round a few years back so you can be prepared for now in order to compete. But you're not going to be trying or not working to win a Super Bowl. And you don't need to strip it down to the studs either, though. You, you can keep the walls up, okay? It's just remodeling the situation to a degree. And I think that that is what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should do with Ty Bowles. He was on the staff that won the Super Bowl. So, in my opinion, he kind of gets a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a mulligan in terms of trying to get them to be competitive. Like Ryan said, can you win nine games? Can you win eight games? Can you be in the fight? Can you be competitive in a division that right now is not that great? And if he can show that, then maybe his tenure as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer extends beyond 2023. It gets into 2024 before they really start to say, hey, let's make some hay. The Rams went out, they went all in. They won the Super Bowl. Sean McVay mm-hmm. said, let's try it again. They went in again. They didn't. The team completely fell apart. It became wholesale changes now. Now he gets a, a kind of a rebirth to restart it all over again and get about three or four years to see if he can maybe duplicate that miracle season again before they mm-hmm. say bye-bye. And Ty Bowles can be in that situation too. But look, I think, Key, there are people there who think they're going to win. Baker Mayfield had free agent options, and he chose Tampa on purpose because he felt like in that division, he would be good enough to help that team win an NFC South title. And we don't know what Kyle Trask is. He's a former second-round draft pick with no NFL starts on his resume. But we saw the spark that Baker Mayfield could provide last season to the Los Angeles Rams. Played very well, coming on in relief of an injured Matthew Stafford. We know the Kyle Trask resume as well. A second-round pick, inactive every game his rookie year, made his NFL debut last year. We don't know what he can accomplish, but Baker Mayfield goes into Tampa thinking that he can be the difference maker there, and he can be the difference in this team, beating out Atlanta and New Orleans and Carolina, who will start a rookie quarterback and make a difference and keep that Bucks train rolling. And if he's right, then they'll go to the playoffs. And if not, well, next year, they'll have a chance at go get, going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May from North Carolina. Yeah, there you go. I, here's the thing, too. I mean, that division plays into this whole conversation. If they feel like things are winnable there, that could matter as well. One thing to just sum it all up, Will Levis visiting the Buccaneers today. They do pick at 19 overall in the first round, as Adam mentioned. I'm not sure Will Levis is still there at 19. It doesn't feel like the Bucs have an appetite to trade up to try to get a quarterback, at least as it stands right now, to the points y'all are making. Yeah. All right, still to come. Let's get into Tua Vailoa, the other team in Florida, okay? Well, there's two others. He missed eight games in the last two seasons due to injury, so can the Dolphins count on their quarterback to stay healthy? We're going to detail his rehab right now with an update from Tua himself. We'll be right Back. We got to do it again. We got to do it again. You got me singing again. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's been a big offseason for the Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, now healthy after multiple concussions sidelined him for five games last season, including the Dolphins' loss to the Bills in the wild card round of the playoffs. Tua more than two months removed from clearing the NFL's concussion protocol earlier this week. He spoke about the work that he's put in so far this offseason to get healthy for next year. Offseason training's been good. Uh, been working on strength. Uh, in many areas and been chipping away at uh, things that I felt like I, I needed to work on to get to where I feel like I can get to in the later parts of the season. I'm really encouraged about the work that he's doing um, for pre- preventative um, injuries with his core and his neck training, his jiu-jitsu stuff has been outstanding. So he, he's in a great place because of that. He's, he's excited. No secret that Tua has dealt with an unfortunate stretch of injuries over the last few years. You see it right there. In addition to the concussions that sidelined him for five games last season, Tua missed five games over the previous two seasons due to fractured ribs and a couple finger injuries. And then, of course, Tua missed four games in his final season at Alabama, three of which a result of a fractured and dislocated hip that ended his season. So, R.C., the injury history, a big part of the Tua story, right? And given that history, you think the Dolphins can count on him this season, especially with all of the pieces that they have put around him? I do not. I do mm. not if you feel, if you're the Dolphins, that you can feel comfortable in believing that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be on the field. And I actually hate to say that because it was so much fun watching Tua early on last season with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill push the football down the field. Some of the pinpoint accuracy we saw early on from him in the red zone. But when you think back to Tua Tagovailoa laying on the field in Cincinnati and being concussed in a visible way that we've hardly ever seen in this league. It just makes me think how much longer can he do it? Fast forward toward the end of the season and the debacle in the fourth quarter against the Green Bay Packers later on that week being in concussion protocol and we had issues or there were questions about Tua Tungavaloa's durability coming out of the University of Alabama and to have these things happen last, uh, last year. Also on top of that, When Tua Tungvaloa returned from the injury, they weren't great. This wasn't a team that was going out and beating teams with winning records. And so if you're the Miami Dolphins, you truly have to be prepared to play without Tua Tungvaloa or without a Tua Tungvaloa that can be 100%. You know, I I agree with you to, to an extent, Ryan, because of the concussion situation, but I'm kind of torn because time has passed, right? It, it, he's had a chance to kind of 
so to speak, heal up. When you get into September and October, it's been a, a minute. Will it be enough time that he doesn't sustain these concussions repeatedly back to back? And did they, obviously they misdiagnosed the situation or whatever you want to call it, that the medical staff, they don't make the same mistake where this past mm. season, they kind of rushed him back too soon with this time healing. Will he be okay? Mm. Now, obviously, if he's in the lineup, they're a different football team. We've seen him with him, and we've seen him without him. So I guess for now, they've got to trust him. And I think when you look at it, Key, the Dolphins made two statements this offseason. One that fully supported Tua, the other that showed that they have to protect themselves in the event that he's not ready. The one that supported him was they picked up his fifth-year option, and they did it early on. They didn't waste any time. They announced very early that they were picking up the fifth-year option on Tua Tungabailoa, guaranteeing <laughs> his salary for the 2024 season. That's how confident they are in Tua, but they couldn't obviously head into the season without having the proper precautions and insurance. And so on the first day of free agency, they go out and sign the former Jet quarterback, Mike White, somebody that they believe can step in if Tua is hurt and lead the offense that's yeah. very talented to the type of depths and heights that Tua has led that offense in the before. So, again, they extend Tua, but they also make sure that they have somebody else mm. in the event he does get hurt. So, really, yes. they took care of two things this offseason. Yeah, it's worth remembering, too, the relationship between uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungavailoa, the confidence that McDaniel has instilled in him. The injuries are an issue, but I will remind you guys, Tua had the third-best QBR in the NFL last season despite miss missing time, trailing only Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Let's go to Denver, okay, where Russell Wilson, one of the first players to arrive for the start of Broncos' voluntary offseason workouts yesterday. The Broncos went 5-12. and 12 in Wilson's first season in Denver. As a result, Denver replaced Nathaniel Hackett with Sean Payton. And although he's been enjoying some time on the golf course, Payton knows there's plenty of work to do. Our first team meeting is going to be right after Easter weekend. And it's probably going to be, I don't want to say no nonsense, but here are the things that are going to help us win. That's kind of where we're at a little bit. This offseason for us needs to be um, needs to be difficult so there'll be a time maybe we do an activity like golf but to answer your question right now I think it's a little bit more like all right we're rolling up our sleeves a little bit shout out to Amanda Bolonis there for the interview at key can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson in Denver I think he can Laura he can certainly fix him and if he doesn't it's not a, it, it won't be on Sean Payton it would be on Russell Wilson and I think when right. you look at Sean right. Payton's history at the quarterback position, he's done a tremendous job at getting quarterbacks ready to play, getting quarterbacks ready to have Hall of Fame careers like Drew Brees. So I think in the end, Sean said no nonsense. He caught himself because he didn't want to come off too harsh. But I know Sean very, very, very well. Very well. And I can guarantee you that if it don't go the way he wants it to go, despite salary cap ramifications and whatnot, there's going to be some major changes and issues at the quarterback situate, quarterback position in 2024 for the Denver Broncos. Hmm. Remember, I said that to this day. If it don't go the way he envisions it to go, hmm. 
Man, Sean Payton ain't worried about nobody. You can listen to Sean Payton answer questions and tell that this locker room is going to be about Sean Payton. It's not going to be extra offices. You won't have extra coaches in the building for you as the quarterback. You won't get to eat in a special place. It's going to be about the Denver Broncos. And that's the question we should be asking. Not can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has to work on that. But what does Sean Payton get this how does Sean Payton get this team to play complimentary football how do we lead with the run game into the play action how do we figure out a way to make Russell Wilson play on time Drew Brees who averaged 21 sacks per season with New Orleans as compared to Russell Wilson's 50 five sacks. How do we change those things? By the way, we change football. The way we change our approach. That's what Sean Payton will be tasked with doing and I believe he's the right coach to do that. You know, it's interesting. I called out to Denver today, not even knowing that we were doing a segment or anything on the Broncos today. And I said to somebody, what's going on? They said, looking out my window right now and I'm watching Russell Wilson and I can't believe how he looks. He looks incredible. He looks mm. like he's dedicated in his offseason to getting in a different kind of shape. And so we'll see what that means. But I'm just telling you, I think he knows what Key said. He knows what's on the line for him this upcoming season. That he's got to get it done. He's got to play better than he did last year. Or there's going to be consequences with a new head coach. And now he's got the coach he wanted. This was the guy that Russell Wilson wanted in Denver as the head coach, once they made a head coaching change. So he's got the head coach, and without having spoken to him about it, I can tell you it certainly sounds like Russell Wilson has dedicated himself to getting himself into a different kind of shape because he looks thinner, trimmer, more fit, according to the people who are watching him on the field today. Hey, look at you, Adam, doing the extra credit work there. Ends up getting on the show. You just never know. (laughs) That's great stuff. Adam going Didn't even above know. and beyond, okay? And coming up next, you don't want to miss this because we are going to get into the trade rumors with an update from Sheffy on DeAndre Hopkins. How much does the star wide receiver still have left in his tank? Well, our receiver will answer that question. He also tells us why he thinks the former pro bowler needs to join a real contender. We'll be right back. Don't stop rock like Don't stop clock to break Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
say the Cardinals began their voluntary offseason workouts yesterday, but one notable player was missing, DeAndre Hopkins. He has a nearly $31 million cap hit this season, major reason why he has been at the center of trade speculation. Head coach Jonathan Gannon was asked if he expects Hopkins to show up for workouts. Here's what he said about that. We'll see. You know, I've been in, in communication with D-Hop, and um, I want to do what's best for him and us at the same time. So when he's ready to come, he'll come and, and uh, improve his game too. That $31 million cap hit is notable, Adam. What is the latest on the trade market for D-Hop? Well, Laura, $31 million cap hit. The salary is about $19.5 million. And because of the salary... It makes it very difficult to trade DeAndre Hopkins at this point in time. There's no argument about his talent level and skill set. It's immense. But the fact of the matter is there aren't a lot of teams out there right now who, number one, have the space to accommodate a receiver with a contract that size, and number two, have a need at that position. There's the $19.5 million base salary, which is the sticking point in a trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Now, he would, I believe, be willing to play for a lesser contract, but he probably would want to be able to pick his spot, which makes it a complicated situation for Arizona. The fact of the matter is we're now into April. We're getting closer to the draft. Everybody has known all along that Arizona is open to dealing DeAndre Hopkins, and nobody has been willing to get the trade done so far because you have to satisfy, first and foremost, DeAndre Hopkins, and second, you have to satisfy the Cardinals. To do both, I think, is very difficult and so at some point in time, we're going to see what gives here because Arizona is not going to want to carry him at that number, and other teams are aware of that. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins probably wants to go somewhere and play where it really matters. I mean, and Key, along those lines, I think when things like this happen to players where it feels like they're not sought after by a lot of teams, people say, well, maybe he's not that good. Set us straight here. What's left in the tank realistically for D-Hop? There's a lot left in the tank. You got to remember he was suspended for the first six games a year ago. So don't even look at the statistics. You got to look at the system he was in. First of all, as I told you guys a couple years ago, the air raid system is not a very good system. Yeah, you catch a lot of balls, whatever the case is. And he can still do those sort of things. But like Adam said, you as a veteran player in going into your 11th year, you want to win football games. It's not all about the money. So he can negotiate downward and find and still get some of that money back but also find a team maybe there's the buffalo bills that's willing to pair him with stefan diggs maybe there's the new york jets that said we need to add some more to the table it's easy to get a guy like this but teams teams already know that they don't have to give up a whole lot this a wait and see approach and deandre hopkins can deandre hopkins can pick his poison if he chooses to do so Adam, you were shaking your head while while Key was well. Just yeah, no, I, 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 I just don't think. Yeah, I, I I don't think. I listen. I've had a lot of people stop me at gas stations. Hey, the Buffalo <laughs> Bills are going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins? No, they're not. They're not going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Are the Jets going to? No, I don't believe they are either. And so there are only really a select few teams here that make sense that are realistic. And DeAndre Hopkins, I think, gets to dictate where he'd like to go. And Again, you've got to find a team with the space, the need, the willingness to compensate hours. There's a lot of factors involved. Everybody looks at it and just says, go get DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. And when you tweet something, announce DeAndre Hopkins. It's just not as simple as that, as great as he has been for as long as he's been.
Well, the truth is this. I don't care about DeAndre Hopkins anymore. I'm just shocked that Adam Schefter <laughs> actually goes inside of gas stations. I didn't think exactly. dude pumped his I'm own with gas. You, Ryan. And Wait, that's I'm the with you. real thing. Are, they, are these interactions happening at the pump? Like people are let, let me set the record the straight. <laughs> let me set the record straight. I'm pumping the gas, and the guy pulls up to me. The Bills going to trade for DeAndre? I've had two of those people. No, they're not. <laughs> hey, if you are one of these two people who approached Adam Schefter while he was pumping his gas, please come forward. Send us a tweet. We want to find you because you are yeah. brave, and that's a, a really good thing to do. All right, coming up next on NFL Live, Adam is going to give us the latest on the Jets and Packers situation. Hear why RC says if he's Green Bay, he wants this thing done before draft night. The timeline is getting a little tight. Here. Stay tuned. We'll explain it all for you when we come back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't miss week nine in the XFL. Saturday, the Vipers square off against the Roughnecks at 12.30 Eastern on ABC. And the Guardians take on the Brahmas at 7 Eastern on ESPN2. Sunday afternoon's ESPN doubleheader starts in D.C. with the Defenders hosting... Somebody at noon. <laughs> Sorry, it's not in there. Uh, followed by the Sea Dragons and Battlehawks. Every game also available on ESPN Plus. And those defenders host the Renegades. Excuse me for that. All right, Adam, another day goes by without a trade in place between yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. What's going on there? Well, and another day and another day and another day will keep going by. And I think that we're not going to get anything before the draft is what it sounds like right now. Look. That could always change with one phone call. But both sides believe that they have strong stances and leverage here. And both sides are unwilling to budge right now. The Jets believe there's a certain value on Aaron Rodgers, as do the Packers. And the Packers don't want to trade him unless they get the value that they deem necessary in return. So it all sets up a very interesting situation because I think the Jets wouldn't mind getting past the draft, using the picks they have in the upcoming draft, and then what happens the next week when the Packers have a mandatory minicamp? Does Aaron Rodgers, a player that everybody expects that team to move off of, just show up? Does he show up when he's due $60 million? Does he show up when he's due $60 million and could risk injury? Now, the Packers say, we don't care about that. We're mm. willing to just sit him out for the year. But it becomes a very interesting situation where both sides are dug in, where there's been no discernible progress, where there's been no discernible conversation in recent weeks. And so now we continue to sit and wait to see who budges first, when they budge, 
but it doesn't look like there's any movement right now because both sides believe that they're in the oh. right and both sides believe they can wait. Yeah, um, RC's face right now is all of us thinking about this. For everyone's sanity, I hope somehow this gets done quicker. Uh, Keith, let's talk about that in the timeline. It's been about a month since Aaron Rodgers said himself on the Pat McAfee show that he wants to be a Jet and intends to be. Do they need to get this deal done before the draft? I, I, I mean, no, I don't think they need to get it done before the draft. They can get it on, done on draft day. They can get it done after the draft for next year's picks for the New York Jets because I don't think that whatever the Jets are going to give them, they're because they're not getting the 13th overall pick. I think we all can agree to that. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to get any player in the later rounds that necessarily is going to go in there and start. That, that for the most part, their starting 22 is somewhat set. So they may be able to get some role players next year. That's a different story, but this year I don't know that they're going to be able to get somebody that can make a difference for Jordan Love and company. You know, here's the other thing to keep in mind. It's not like the Green Bay Packers have an owner. So the president, Mark Murphy, can say, yeah, no worries. We'll pay him the $60 million. It's not like the money goes to the team owner. It doesn't, and the franchise certainly has enough money. So what is $60 million of them if they're willing to squat on Aaron Rodgers and sit and wait until they get the proper trade offer. So Green Bay's just dug in there, willing to wait. Mark Murphy doesn't have to answer to anybody there. Oof. Hey, I just like the fact that Green Bay's basically living their life. They're like YOLO. You only live <laughs> once. What I know is this. You, Mr. Jets, you really want Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you really want the New York Jets. And us over here in Green Bay, we ain't tripping. I like it. They basically are saying, you know what? If you don't want to play, it's okay. We have a quarterback who we believe in. We have a quarterback we drafted in the first round, and we drafted him because we knew you was funny acting. And now that you are acting funny, we're going to start that guy. And so the Jets, are you willing to start your season with Zach Wilson, at quarterback? Because what you have done is not put yourself in position to have another one. So the Jets may feel, yes, we're in a position of power, but they are lying to themselves not the owner not the GM not the head coach no <laughs> players in that locker room want to start the season with Zach Wilson at quarterback the Green Bay Packers know that so it's either pay me now or pay me later but you finna pay me you know the weird thing about this RC is here in New York Jets fans are carrying on as if they have Aaron Rodgers they're selling season tickets and suites as if they have Aaron Rodgers. They're signing players like Alan Lazard and Tim Boyle and hiring Nathaniel Hackett as if they have Aaron Rodgers. There's only one problem. The two sides haven't made any progress <laughs> on making a trade for Aaron Rodgers. One little hang-up there to all the Aaron Rodgers excitement. Yeah, I mean, golly. Here's the one thing. It feels like maybe the Packers would be happy with that number 13 overall pick, but... Why would they give that up? They need that because they need offensive line help to protect Aaron Rodgers if they get it. No, so no, no, it, no. That pick's so, not going. Right. So not that's going the thing. anywhere. And they're it doesn't that. have to. I mean, they 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 can continue well, to hold I ain't on to it. You Aaron Rodgers. Either way, stalemates. Fun <laughs> times. Adam, let's get to the other star quarterback whose future is in question. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. What are you hearing there? Listen, I think the best sign that we've gotten that Lamar Jackson will be back in Baltimore was when Odell Beckham Jr., who Lamar Jackson is posting images of on social media, 
chose the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, the biggest reason he did was because they offered $15 million guaranteed money more than any other team. But Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't go somewhere solely for the money. He's not going to do that alone. He has to have an idea in his mind or at least feel confident in the fact that Lamar Jackson will be there at some point this offseason. There's been no sign that anybody else has been preparing to sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet. There's been no sign that anybody's been calling the Baltimore Ravens to make a deal. And so the Baltimore Ravens continue to be the most likely landing spot, despite the fact that Lamar Jackson asked for a trade over a month ago. But again, Odell Beckham Jr. coming in there, I think is a sign that he's confident that eventually Lamar will be playing as a Raven. Yeah, it just feels like OBJ doesn't do it if he doesn't think Lamar is going to be there too. It, the Colts are interesting here as a tie-in, and, and here's why. We keep talking about him in the draft, potentially getting a quarterback. Maybe they're trying to get Lamar Jackson, though. Their first-year head coach, Shane Steichen, addressed the media today on whether or not they're pursuing Lamar. Yeah, we're focused on the draft, and I'm focused on the guys that are in the building right now. That's, that's, that's where we're at. I think just turn over every stone, you know, don't leave any stone unturned, you know, because you want to find out as much information you can on all these prospects uh, and go through that process. And that means calling as many people as you can to find out that information. That's what you got to do. And then again, going back and watching the tape over and over and over again, there's not a crystal ball to like, hey, this guy is a guarantee, right? I'm looking for good guys. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I'm looking for good guys. Obviously, there's the tangibles and the intangibles, and I'm not going to get into all the details of what I look for, but really, I want I want good guys in this building. So for context, Steichen squarely focused on the draft, obviously. They pick it four as it stands right now. Key, is the right move for Steichen and the Colts to focus on the draft for a quarterback rather than saying, hey, maybe we could go out and get a proven guy, former MVP Lamar Jackson, potentially? Well, Jim Irsay said a long time ago, I'm not willing to do the guaranteed money. So yeah. that ended all that right there, right? And we all know what Lamar Jackson is looking for. So at the end of the day, you're messing around with Nick Foles, Gartner Minshew, and Sam Hellinger. Now you figure out what you really want to do with the quarterback position. Lamar, M Lamar with his left arm in, in one leg is better than them dudes. <laughs> 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 the other thing, the, the, the thing is this. I, I, get the, I get the reasoning around the guaranteed contract that you're saying you don't want to guarantee a guy five years. But let's think about quarterbacks on their second contracts who were of Lamar Jackson's caliber, of MVP caliber. How many of those don't get third contracts? Or how many of those don't finish out the next four or five years as the starting quarterback? So I don't really see why you pull off because of that. But why not have the conversation? If you are not having the conversation with Lamar Jackson, with Lamar Jackson's people about how you can maneuver the money, then you are being irresponsible in your job. And so for me, Shane Steichen saying we're focused on the building and good people and the draft doesn't say we're trying to win the Super Bowl. Mm, interesting. Hey, guys, we got time for one more thing before we go. And for this, uh, we're going to go to RC's pre-show ritual, which includes something that looks like green sludge. <laughs> RC, I'm going to let you take it away because what exactly were you drinking before we guys. got on air? Listen, it's vegan protein. It's also Does anybody want the last bit? Bananas, Are we good? And it's super green. No, straight. And you put it in some water, you blend it up.
and it's freaking excellent, Laura. And you know what? We have a good thing going here with this show. We were nominated for an Emmy, and I want to keep us all alive. In order to keep us all alive, I got to keep my stinking self alive, and I am yes. working on it, okay? Hey, you are the picture of health, RC. That's how you fit into all those suits, is that green sludge. I'm going to start trying mixing that in my world. We'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Thanks for being with us.